Hello, good evening, everybody. This is The Real Word with your boy, of course, Pastor Santa. Come on, I'm with my brother. What's up, y'all? This is your co-host, Ricard Gina Well. We here on the 26th episode of The Real Word of the second season. I just want to say thank you for everybody that's been watching. Thank you to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to all the people that's been viewing. Um, we just got good news recently in the mail. Um, one piece of good news is the IRS received the application for the 501c3, so big up to them. God willing, everything goes good in regards to the processing. And the second good news is that we were approved for a full season on the Brick Network, so we'll be on Verizon, Spectrum, and Optimum on a few channels that was posted this morning on Facebook starting in July, every Thursday at 4 p.m. So when the kids come home, they could turn on the real word after school, you know, dropping knowledge from black brothers, black sisters, and other people, of influence, and people of, you know, of stature and good stature dropping knowledge. Um, I'm with it 100%, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's beautiful what we're doing. We just need to continue to stay persistent. And we're here to inspire you, the viewers who are watching, just to be better and do better and everything like that. With that being said, we have two guests, so introduce yourself and tell the people who you are. Um, my name is James Sego. Um, I'm from I'm Ghanaian from Africa, Ghana. Okay. We got Africa in the house. What do you like? Shout out. Definitely. Hey everyone, my name is Patrick Laguerre, and I'm grateful for this opportunity to be here with Sanders and Ricard. So shout out to my two guests that came out today to support. Shout out to the people that's watching today. Um, we got a little feedback issue, so we're gonna switch mics. Um, Sanders, if you and him could could share the mic, I'm gonna turn yours off. That's a fact. We just gonna keep it going on for that. We could do that. So go ahead, Sanders. So um, basically, this is what I wanted to ask you guys. Um, can I? Can I? Yeah. Thank you so much, my brother. I'm going to give the mic right back to you. So I wanted to basically ask you guys, so tell the people, um, what do you guys... Oh, yeah, took a share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, 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 do you guys, what do you guys do? Like, what you guys are about? What you guys represent and everything like that? Let's start off with Patrick, because I see you and Patrick wearing the matching shirts. Funerals don't count. Spread love now. I know that's a movement that you guys have been having for a long time, for a while. You've been promoting funerals don't count. Tell people a little about yourself and funerals don't count and the movement that you and Sanders started a couple years ago. All right, everyone. Uh, once again, my name is Patrick, and me and Sanders, we are the co-CEOs and founders of an amazing organization, Funeral Don't Count Spread Love Now. That's, it's a full-for-profit organization that started in 2014, and it's still running up to today, and we are excited about everything that's going on within the organization and future goals and future plans that we do have for the organization. Um, aside from that, I am also an author. Um, I currently have my book out titled I Believe. Um, it speaks about life, it speaks about success, it speaks about relationships, and it speaks about finances. Um, aside from that, my overall vision and goal is to just work along with Sanders um, inspire people, motivate people, encourage people, change the lives of people, and just do what we can because, you know, we're living in a time where we have to be able to work together as, you know, youth and as young black men and just come together and, 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 and work together to make a positive change that's needed in this world. 
That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, you you said something about a book, right? Um, I believe. What was the inspiration for your book, and how did that come about? So, did you start writing the book by hand? Um, did it come to you like how the words of the Bible came by <laughs> by divine spirituality, or how did it come about by writing this book? Um, overall, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I feel like a lot of times from the time that we're in elementary, junior high school, high school, even into college, we're always reading books that are there to educate us. And I felt inspired to want to write something that would be able to relate to people on so many different levels. And so instead of writing a book that would specifically speak about success or specifically speak about finances or specifically speak about relationships, I wanted to come up with something that was different, something that everyone could relate to. Um, mainly people of any age could just read this book and there's principles within the book that are pertaining to the Bible and there's also scriptures within the book itself. But the overall goal is I've always wanted to be happy in life and I've always realized that my happiness came from up above and it came from reading the word and it came from praying and certain principles that I've learned as a child that I've carried with me into adulthood. And so I realized from a young age, why not share the things that I know helped me to help other people? And so in writing this book, I believe it was more based upon the fact that a lot of times in life, if you doubt yourself and you say to yourself, I can't, mm -hmm. then you automatically limit yourself because mm -hmm. now you've said to yourself that I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But the second you start to think and, and reflect and you're like, you know what? I want to go to school. I want to be better. I want to graduate. I want to, you know, be a proud parent. I want to be able to have that happy relationship. I don't want to look at other people's relationship and wonder why me. You know, I want to be able to manage my finance, my my finances. Um, I want to be able to just live a better life and yet at the same time grow spiritually. And so with me writing this book, it was just a matter of so much different thoughts that came into mind at one time. And I was like, it's about time I write this book. And for a while, I was just always delaying and saying, all right, this year is going to be the year. You know what? And then the year came and so many things happened and I pushed it to the side. But God really placed it within me to just stop procrastinating and just take action, believe stop doubting and just move forward and so that was the main reason I, I wrote I believe because once you believe everything starts to change so hopefully this book changes the lives of people and it helps them with their beliefs to grow stronger based on your life you say. yes okay cool so pastor what's up with you tell people about yourself if somebody asks them what can you get a shirt um this is um uh, I think his name is um last name is Rebecca you can get the shirts at funeralsdon'tcount.com or you could um, talk to me or Patrick Laguerre. Pretty much. Um, like I said, um, I'm James Ego. Actually, um, I'm an evangelist. My aim and my purpose is to reach out to the world, especially for the perishing souls. You know, um, to spread the word of God out for the way to you know to hear and um, repent from their sins 
and return to God. So that's my main purpose, you know. So I'm happy for um, Brother Sander and uh, Brother Ricardo to invite me onto this studio. Yeah. And I know with them and myself together, we should be able to reach out to the word to get souls for God. That's amen, it. amen. Um, so Sanders told us that you guys met while you was preaching on the train, is that so? Yes. Yes. And how was that interaction with you and Sanders? I know Sanders have a lot of energy. Yes, <laughs> so. right. I mean, you'll be, you know, pushing, pushing and pumping, but um, people will listen, but they don't really take it serious. You know, others do, but a lot of time, a lot of people, you see a lot of people pretending they listen, but you cannot, you wouldn't know whether they're taking it or not. Mm. But I know with the studio, I think it would be better, you know, for people to, you know, to get the message and uh, put into their daily life to apply yeah, it. Wait, this is, this is what I wanted to say. What I basically, question, right? So sorry. What I basically wanted to say is. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, is the the two yeah, 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 the fact. And the holes keep yeah, the thing is that what I wanted to say is that, you know, when you're dealing with. Um, Oh, she said, oh, you can call me. Okay, no problem. No problem. I got your name right. Okay, no problem, my sister. Thank you for the love. What I want to basically say is this, is what people respect, especially now, is action. You know, a long time ago, the tracks may work. The tracks and going to people's doors, that's good and everything like that, all of that. But what people would respect today is action. So I remember um, when I was working with Pastor Richards at Linden SDA Church, like every Mother's Day, he would give out flowers to the mothers, and like you know, the church kind of had like a negative connotation because of the way they were prior to pastors were there was there, and when they when they see um, that you are meeting the needs of people, then you can baptize people. Like I've seen that. Like you know, the crusade we did. You know, we pay for, we pay for people's laundry, we pay for people's gas in the community. We um. We went to a precinct. This is when, um, like, cops were killing a lot of innocent black men to let them know, listen, we're here to reconcile. And it plays a positive image, a positive role for the church and the community. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just letting everybody know, like, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to bring people into your church, you got to serve. That's how it works. And that's the reality of it. Like, for example, Baraka Baptist Church is in... Um, it's in flatlands. They don't have no revivals. They don't have no crusades at all. But best to believe, every time a young person gets shot in that community, the 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 uh, the person in charge of that jurisdiction of that precinct is gonna call them to be with that family, to support that family, and everything like that. And you know they do they do different initiatives. So it's important that you get involved in your community. Once you get involved in your community, you help people. Then we can talk about the Bible. That we could talk about Jesus, but if you're not helping people, I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna reach nothing, nothing. and that's <coughs> what it is. Especially these gangs, like I'm talking to big blood, big crips, and they bang with me. Why? Because that's what we're talking. We're talking like they want to see action. They want to. They, they don't want to hear just Jesus saves me or Jesus loves me. You gotta show them sure. that Jesus loved me. Jesus saved me, and you gotta let them know. Hey, listen. I'm on your time and I'm on your level and I'm trying to elevate you 
to not be stuck, but to be better. But if you're not doing that, they're not coming at all. They're, 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 they're going to rob you or shoot at you. Yes. And that's the reality, you know? So that's how we met, you know? You're, you're right, yeah. Uh, I think all what you told me makes sense. It really makes sense because um, I think that's the only way people could listen to the, to the word. Mm. You need to, you know, um, uh, serve your community, show them first love yeah. before they can, you know, you can introduce Jesus Christ to them or yeah. God to them. That's true, and and the thing is that once once you do that, I I can't explain it. Like you know, love is so it's so powerful because it's stronger than fear. Like when you do that, then they start asking questions like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you helping me?" And when you give them a reason, well, because Jesus told me to do it, they're like, "Wow, the love of God is for real." But they need to see. That's how that's how it works, you know. So once you do that, that's how it works. And I and I recommend that every church. They get involved in their community, you know what I'm saying? It's very important. I know that when my church starts back up again, I would love to do that, you know what I'm saying? But included with the real word and funerals don't count, you know? Really meet the needs of the people, you know what I'm saying? Because when you meet the needs of the people, then we could talk about Jesus, then we could talk about God, then we could talk about, you know, who your God is, you know what I'm saying? But if we're not doing that, I'm telling you, dog, it's not going to work. And that's why Miracle City's winning. That's why my man, my spiritual father, Myron Edmonds, is winning. That's why my man, Michael Polite, is winning. Like, the other day, I don't know if you know, um, I did this video when I gave him a, a shout-out. He um, saw a situation in Flint. He basically came and um, with the school, the students in Andrews, and basically gave them water. You know, you got to meet needs, bro. You got to meet needs. So Shout sorry, go ahead. Shout-out to Michael Polite, because he did his thing. Oh, he ripped it. Franco Haitian Youth Federation Rally Day. Um, that was this past Saturday. Shout out to the whole Franco Haitian. Shout out to Danny Edmonds. Shout out to um, Jessica Sonatis. Shout out to um, Shanessa. And everybody else. And shout out to Jonathan Quackle. Facts. And shout out to Ricard G. Noel. <laughs> so shout out to the whole Federation. Facts. Shout out to Sonny and Judith and everybody else that's Facts. associated with the whole Federation. Keep doing the thing. Keep doing the work of God. Um, I, I just want the, the youth to be motivated and everything. That's going on. You see, we got people all on this panel from different walks of life all the way down to Africa. So, quick question. Let me ask you a question, brother. You in America right now, right? Mm -hmm. Is America very different from Ghana in regards to how the children are, in regards to how the churches and the people are raised and everything else? And then we're going to get to the comment because I see this long. It's a lot of comments. <laughs> 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 Um, uh, yes, um, I guess there's talk, a big talk, difference. Talk, talk there's a big difference um, because in, in, um, in Africa, in general, um, uh, the culture over there is different, especially the children. You know, if we're children, you have to respect. You have to know how to talk to other people. So you're saying that the kids nowadays in America don't have no respect? Yes, yes, it's totally different. It's <laughs> like if you somebody that have, have stayed in Africa before, you know that everything. Because in Africa, everything you have to say, please. Mm. You know, you have to ask um, um, your parents to give you permission. You can never, even if you're like over 18 years or more, you still have to respect. And uh, in the church over there too, when I came here, one thing I found out, um, a lot of uh, younger folks doesn't like church. Like, they don't really, if you go to church rooms, you don't really see them. The people you see from, like, okay, middle, 40s, ups, and from, um, let's say, a year up to 
17, mm. that's the common people you see at the church over here. But in Africa, people really love God, and you see all kinds of, you know, people going to church. And uh, so, like, life over there is very different from life in America. Wow. Um, another thing, right, in regards to, you said in regards to respect and the, the young people going to church, what about family? Is family different? As in, you see, right here in America, a lot of times, um, the family structure isn't as strong as it used to be, mostly, because I guess most men are in jail or dead, especially old, older dudes and a lot of dudes, like, they, I guess they have a kid by a woman, they turn their back on the woman, and the, the, the woman is left to get public assistance and things of that nature. Before, we was a strong family system, and because we would start off at, from strong beginnings and we had that family, that family helped build the structure that propelled the child into excellence, where he grew up seeing the mother and father in the home working hard, and he wanted to be the next person to be in the family and to work hard. As in the younger girl, she saw her father and her father treating her mother with respect, and the son saw his father going to work, coming home, treating the parent with respect, and he learned that from what's in the home. So nowadays, the, the structure is kind of different now, we could say. Mm. So what's your opinion on that? Is, is it the same in Africa, or is it different? And then we let Patrick have his opinion. Well, like I said, in, in Africa it's different because um, in Africa so many things, you know, when they are in a uh, lower school, lower level, like um, um, uh, junior secondary school, and uh, when before they get to high school, you know, because they teach certain things in school, right from the, um, I'm a, I'm a kindergarten up to nursery, you know, the way, and the, the most important thing over there is over there they discipline you. They beat people over there. <laughs> when I find out over here, over here, you can't beat kids. You 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 get. No, they still do. Yeah, but you can't do it openly over here. But in Africa, even if the the child is not your kid, you could and let's say for example, if you want to send somebody to buy you something, and you call the person, the person no, I'm not gonna go. You have right to be the person. Put force on him to go. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parents will not be offended. The parents will not be offended. And if you, you you cannot insult an elderly person without reason, mm. you know. So this this is different, you know. I, I, I don't know if I told you, but I, I like your vibe. I like your spirit. You have a good spirit. And and I think we're gonna do something with this guy, man. You know, Africa connections. Yeah. We're gonna make something happen. That's for some. But what about you, Patrick? What do you think? Um, overall, in regards to what he's saying, I know you've lived in Africa for many years before coming here. Um, the culture is different, of course. Yeah. And the way that children are brought up are different. Um, you know, as the Bible says, as time progress and knowledge increase, as it says in the book of Daniel. Also, with technology increasing, um, as it relates to us being a younger generation exposed to television and seeing social media, there are a lot of negative influences out there. And so, in places like Africa, where there maybe weren't, wasn't television before, but now there's television, and you have these young people being exposed to certain things that desensitize them. It makes them reach the point where they don't want to respect their elders. They don't want to respect their elderly. They, they're quick to speak back, quick to talk back if they're disrespected or if they feel like someone's rude to them. So of course, 
um, we're going to see that there's a different culture change. There's going to be a difference in regards to how we as a people are here in America as opposed to in Africa. Of course, you know, those principles of greeting and respecting your elderly is so important. Of course, it's important to make sure that, you know, we treat each other with kindness, love, and respect. But, you know, it's, 20, it's 2018 and, you know, in Africa, you could get away with disciplining your child. Um, you know, if they do something wrong, um, you can beat them. But over here, children have so much rights. Mm-hmm. And little by little, they're, they're coming to the knowledge of knowing, okay, through speaking to their friends mm-hmm. or, or what have you, okay, if my parents hit me, then I'm going to tell my teachers. And then you have these teachers also who may see a cut that maybe that student accidentally got while they were playing basketball and assumed that it was maybe a physical hit by, by the parent. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different dynamics when you're looking at how you can discipline the young people, and yet at the same time, how can we actively make them be interested in wanting to hear the word and wanting to grow in loving the word? Um, one of the things I find myself praying about um, is my interest in always wanting to stay interested in the word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, or to whoever it may seem foolish, but sometimes you can get so comfortable with reading the Bible that you become so comfortable that it, it's, it, it doesn't become appealing to you. It's not interested because it's not interesting to you because you're so comfortable with it. But when you pray and you reflect on it, mm-hmm. the more you reflect on it, the more it allows you to, to learn something that you probably didn't realize before. I don't know if that ever happened to you guys of course, where you read a scripture and then you're like, hold up, this meant something completely different to me before, but now it my mind is just exposed and, and it, it, it just blows you away, you know? And so yeah. I guess as a pastor, one of the challenges you always have is trying to get the people that you speak to involved in having that passion that you have. And I love the fact that you were able to just go into the tr- train station and, 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 and meet Sander and look at what has happened just from that small interaction. So every every single thing that happens in life happens for a reason. And a lot of times in life we may ask, why is it that I'm going through this situation? Why am I going through the struggle? Why is it that I'm seeing people live their lives and I'm? it seems like I'm the only one struggling? But God has a reason why he allows certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. And through us understanding that and through us speaking that and encouraging that to people, People will be able to see that despite what I'm currently going through, yes, I may be going through the struggle right now, but struggles don't last forever. Of course. And in order for there to be success, you got to show some kind of sacrifice for that. You know, I know sometimes people talk about, oh, the person became popular because they made a blood sacrifice to Illuminati. <laughs> but, like, I don't know if that's true, but... That is true. Cars, well, I don't know. That's up for debate. That's just for debate, like I said. But, but, I don't, but like I said... You know, to be successful though, you you there those who definitely work hard for it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's a sacrifice that I'm talking about. That's a fact. Where you sacrifice time. Sometimes you sacrifice time. Sometimes there's times when you miss a meal, so you sacrifice eating. You sacrifice time away from your family in order for you to reach the pinnacles that you want to reach in in life. Like it's not for everybody because some have the faint of heart. 
Um, in regards to the comments, Sanders, we have several comments. Um, my man, um, brother Casalin says that is true what he said. Um, Rebecca, she basically said that yeah, absolutely praying for people's um, gas. There's, there's a huge difference, but honestly, I was raised in a Haitian church, and it's difficult to bring across across to them all the folks that shoving the word first is not the best approach to bring them in the church. How do we get that approach to the older folks? Because it's a struggle. Mm. I think what has worked for me in regards to the older folks, um, most old people, the older they get, the more honest they become. I think with the youth, the youth always tells the truth to each other. But at times, they feel like if they talk to an older person, the older person is not going to listen to them. They feel like their voice just gets tossed to the wayside. And at times, it does. I'm not going to lie. But if you're strong enough in what you're saying and what you're saying makes sense, and you could explain all the things that you're saying, people will have no choice but to listen. I remember, it's, it's almost like when, when you first preach, right? And you walk into a room, and they look at you up and down, and they're like, I... Let's see what this guy has to say. And some people sit there with, with their arms crossed and they're looking at you. Some people are making their face like, huh? But then as you develop your sermon and you're saying what you're saying and you back it up with facts and you quote scripture and you show them that the spirit is in you and you know exactly what, what, what you're talking about, those, those same people with their arms crossed, it starts to open. Those same people with the face, they start to lean back like, Okay, let me listen to what this person has to say. And by the time you finish, you hear all the applause and the amens. But at first, you had to break that that perimeter or that barrier that people put up, especially older folks. Older folks, in regards to older church folks, they've been through a lot in life. Like, don't think because they're in church now, like, their life has always been great. Sometimes they're in church because they went through hell, like, in order to find that piece of heaven. I met this guy one time. He was a... Uh, um, a former crack addict, and he was like, yo, like, I used to live in JFK Airport. Like, literally, I used to live in JFK Airport. I used to take a shower in the bathroom. I used to still close out the luggage. I used to act like I worked there and help people put their luggage into the car to get money. I used to go get crack, get, get high, get a prostitute, and go to the hotels across the street from JFK or by JFK. And the next morning, I used to do it all over and over again until I got locked up. After I got locked up, I got set free. Went back and did it again. I would get a ticket, I would get a summons, get locked up, come back, do it again, and that's what I did for two, three years. And it's like people and he was like, it took me a while within that whole situation to finally find God. And he was like, I'm in my late fifties right now. And he was like, I'm proud to see you, a young man in your twenties, that found God early, because if I was to find God at your age, I probably would have been in a better place in my life right now. But then I was too I was more so too busy pleasuring the flesh almost like I was I was doing fleshy desires. I was doing drugs, I was going after prostitutes, I was I was chasing the high more than chasing the spirit. And I think a lot of older folks in church you could tell in their face that they did it, that they went through difficult times and sometimes they feel like people failed them, not only the church but people in their personal lives and that's why they're there for healing just like how you're there for healing. It just mm -hmm. a disconnect within the ages I feel like. What you guys think? Man, I'm in agreement. Jamie just said, God bless you. Guys, God bless you too. Sorry. Actually, Pastor. Um, I guess well, whatever you're saying is true because um, at times old folks, um, um, they don't really, like, they don't really, um, um, 
think like the way you know the new, new, new folks yeah that's all i was talk because um they for the, the what they experience in their generation is different from our generation you know because now things are changing in our generation is totally different we see things different because now we get so many modern equipments you know you know which allow us to be smarter enough than they had time you know that's what i see yeah and uh, because of that um a lot of people see things different you know people see things different these days than their, their time okay interesting what do you think that overall i i see it as an aspect of communication mm. if there is effective communication between the young and old then there can be some type of balance that can be established between the the various generations the the, the elderly is more structured they they more want certain things done a specific specific way yeah of course the young people bring the ideas the the new aspects of how to go about doing ministry and so there can be an effective way where the young and old can come together and communicate and uh, expressing how can we work together to balance out sharing the good news sharing the gospel then we can both work together but as long as there's a difference between the two and as long as there's pride within the heart then of oh, course we're not going to be able to work together and um i think Sanders was going to say look, something look at rebecca she said ricard i totally hear what you're saying but they don't listen especially the older folks at my church i need suggestions in changing their minds the communication is horrible is what i is what i would recommend and in all honesty let me tell you something if they don't listen if they don't listen man pray and fast and ask the lord if this is a place for you to stay and if I if and if it's not for you the place for you to stay, you you gotta move on and you gotta progress and stuff like that. That's what I feel personally. You know what I'm saying? But they should be able to listen because at the end of the day, the church is for the young people. That's what it is. You see what I'm saying? I mean, what's the sister name? Rebecca. Her name is Rebecca. Um, N E. Rebecca, listen. I'm looking in the camera. Mm -hmm. My church used to never listen. And at times, I still even go to other churches. But one thing that I realize is there's no place like home. At the end of the day, like, sometimes it's you. Before you try to fix the church, sometimes you got to fix yourself. And, and I realized that about myself. And one of the things I did was my first sermon, like, I took the cross. As in, like, I put everything on the table. I was like, okay, I'm not a perfect person. I went through the different things that I went through. Um, these are the things that I went through, but God was with me the whole time, and I never forgot where I came from or what God did for me. I testified without conviction in front of everybody. I think more so, that's what people need to do. Like, in regards to you saying that they, that they don't want to listen. They didn't want to listen to me neither until I opened up my voice and I started talking. But I wasn't only just talking, I started to do it too. Like, I started to work with the youth. I started to make programs in the church. I started to do different things. If you feel like you don't have a strong enough voice to make the changes, get with other people that can 
or to have a stronger voice or get with the youth together. Start off small with the youth. Work with the youth in your church together to implement new programs or just do start off small with a Bible study. The adults are going to notice, okay, we see these youths gathering together doing Bible study. What are these youth up to? Start doing small AY programs. Talk to your youth director or, or get with an elder. Get with an elder in the church and talk to them about how you feel. Try to get the try try to get the topic that's on your mind or the issue that's going on in your church into the board meeting into committee so that way the committee could discuss it and try to get elected out of as a position because at first i only had a voice but i had a voice because my bros from my church used to back me up i had i had homeboys in the church that i grew up with so they knew who i was because every week i would be truthful and be forward with them so they knew me from from then so they always supported me when I had something to say. Their strength and numbers. So whenever I came up with something to say, I would bring all my boys with me and we would talk together as one. After that, they was like, okay, you have ideas. You seem like you could talk about things and you seem like you have some knowledge of the Bible. Okay, let's see if you could lead. I was elected youth leader. From youth leader, I started to do programs. Then I had a voice in committee because every head of the department has a has a vote in committee and they have a voice in committee from from then I was able to change it from within on the board and I was also able to implement programs outside of the board inside of the church and from there I started to work with other youth from other churches so then other churches knew about our church and they joined the movement as well from then I was ordained as a deacon because I was putting work in the church. If something was broken, I got the other youth and we fixed it. If the benches was broken, we fixed it. If the benches needed painting, we painted it. If the floor was broken, we fixed the floor. If the church needed cleaning, we came and cleaned it for special things. We decorated. If there wasn't money to pay for a piano player, we paid it out of our pockets. That's what we did because it was our church. And then from then, after I was ordained as deacon, then I was elected as elder. So I started from the very bottom and I came to one of the highest positions in the church, so it is possible. But you gotta be, you gotta want it. You can't expect someone else to do it, and then you complain about it, and yet you're not doing much. And you can't say they're not listening. Speak. Wait for the next business meeting in your church. Réunion de d'affaires, we call it, and in, in, in French or the next church meeting, and just stand up and speak, because then they're gonna know that you have a voice, and they're gonna know how you feel. Don't speak in small little circles where no one's listening. Don't go outside. Don't be one of those people who go outside and gossip and talk about stuff that's going on in the church, but they don't talk about it inside to try to fix it. Because you talking to these small little groups, those small little groups is just at the bottom with you, and they can't really do much. Speak to the people that can make change and put yourself in a position where you're in a position to make change. I hear that. That's what's up. Um, let's get to the next topic. I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. How you guys feel about the situation in regards to the young rapper who just got killed? And everything like that. Oh, oh, wow. She said, so she, 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 she said, um, she said, um, I've been working before you get to, she said, I've been working with you over 10 years. Trust me, I've done all that. I'm at the point of just giving up. Like my brother said, I prayed about it and I see that church is not longer, no, no, not longer for me. I love working with you. I've done it all. Majority of the things you've said, I've done. I speak very loudly. Well, this is what, this is what I would recommend. Join the real word. Yes. <laughs> Listen to me. I give you a solution right now. Join the real world and be part of the winner's circle church. How about that? How about that? That's what I suggest. I would just say don't because, give up on your church. No, that's a, don't give up on your church. Things, things is hard. I understand. Like, Jesus had to die for people. To I understand. But I'm, but, but, I'm, now, but I'm telling you something. Listen, listen, look. Rebecca, if you're passionate about community service, you're passionate about um, being innovative, 
We need soldiers. We need queens like you. Inbox me. You heard? Or inbox Ricard. I need that. Because we're about to do some big, big things. And we would love your young people to get involved with us. You know what I'm saying? We're not saying leave the church. But I'm telling you, you want to do real work? Join the real word. Yes. Just keep pushing, sister. Keep have, pushing. Have faith. Keep pushing. Don't give up on your Well, listen, church. I'm telling you. Don't listen. Give up on your church. God has a plan, and God's watching everything happen. You remember, Job went through a lot of suffering himself, he, and God I allowed agree. the devil to afflict him, and not at one time did Job ever forsake God. No, I agree. Job went through all that suffering by himself, matter I, of fact. I agree, but... When I, his wife walked out on him, his children died, his friends blamed him, and they turned their back on him, Job still stayed faithful, and Job got rewarded at the end. So right now, you're going through your Job moment, so just stay strong, sister. Now stay strong. Like I said, and, and, and with that, like I said, you know, join Funerals Don't Count, join the real world, join Winter Circle. Let me tell you something. We're about doing the work. We need soldiers like, hey, that sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, yes. Hey, that sounds good to me. I love community. I love the youth. Amen. I pray about it it's, uh, all the time. Inbox me or a car. Let's get to work. We have some big things that are coming up. We need as much hands as we can. Ricard has a baby girl and his son. You know he sacrificed a lot. Me, I sacrificed a lot so I need to get myself a wife ASAP. You heard? So at the end of the day, we need more help. Yes. We need help. I'm what, keeping does, it. what does a no, wife No, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. In general, I'm just letting you know. Because let me do something. Being, being, being single and being a pastor is... Um, I'm not trying to come at Rebecca. I just want to be cool. Oh, thank you, Marcy. I see you. Salute to you, girl. I'll tell you they're watching. <laughs> the thing is that um, what I was about to say is that in all honesty, to be real with you, is ministry can be very lonely. And it can be, I'm keeping it a buck. It can be very lonely. And you need that support system. You understand? So at the end of the day, like, the more hands we have, the better that it is. You understand? Oh, well, I'm, I'm not worried about Miss Kamo. Miss Kamo, she's there. I know she's there. You know? So I'm not worried about that. Because, you know, I, I look good. Hello, somebody. Amen. But in regards to that, what I was saying, like, we need, in all honesty, we need, we need serious young people to be a part of what we're about to. Because like I said, I, I, I'm not going to snitch on social media, but we're, we're going to be, we're, when the prophet becomes a not-for-profit, and we need as much soldiers as we can in regards to get yo that's a thank you actually my brother lonely like no, it, it can be lonely thank you so much thank you thank you so i love you rebecca that's what i'm like we got a love connection now nah, there's no love connection that's still a love connection but we're just speaking the truth but at the end of the day like 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 i said to you my sister like be a part of the real word winner circle funerals don't count and we, whatever, like I said, we could even do a revival at your church. We can even do a crusade at your church. We could do whatever at your church. You see what I'm saying? She could invite us to come preach. No, nah, we don't mind. We don't, we, we, we don't mind helping your church. But let me tell you something. If you want to be a part of a movement that's going to make some big moves in the community, some big noise, and bring souls to the Lord, we need as much soldiers as we, as we can. I just want to just say that. Because like I said, the real world is more, of course, it's, 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 it's Ricard, it's myself. It's Pastor Pierre. It's um, uh, uh, Judy. Is Mildred, and you know, like I said, you know, up for proposal. You know, if Patrick wanna be down, he could be down too. Just put it out there. 
um, you know, it's all about building empire. Like, let's do the work. Like, I'm all about doing the work. Like, I was talking to the um, the the a leader this past Saturday, and I was telling him, and he was like, "Yo, I was like, you know, I, I, cause I told him what, 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 what you know, he, he sees what we do, but he's he's not really about the work. So I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, I told him, listen, this is what we're about to do, and he's like, you know you got to be a little bit more patient. I said, no, I don't, I can't be patient. I said, I just lost my friend. I lost my friend two months ago. He got shot by the police. A lot of my friends are getting shot at and stuff like that. You feel me? Um, you live in Rhode Island. Even better. Even better. Yes. You live in Rhode Island. Yo, inbox me and record ASAP so we can make something happen. Even better. It's another state. Wow, do you see the vision? I see the vision. I'm all for the work. I, you know, listen, it's, it's, this is a movement. This is universal. It's called the real word. But in the back is the world. We, no, no, we'll talk. We got an Africa brother from where you from, my brother? You're from Ghana. So let me tell you something. Yo, y'all looking at me like, yo, he's bucking. Nah, bro. I see the vision. Real talk. So inbox us so we can get the work. So I was talking to this man. Young young man, and and he's like, yo, bro, why you so you and Ricardo are so urgent? Why is that? I'm like, yo, bro, we've lost friends from gun violence. We've lost friends from the gang activity, the prison activity. We gotta be urgent. We gotta save lives. We have crips. We have bloods. We have OGs. We have people coming out of prison who wanna be saved, man. We have work to do. We have a lot of work to do. So you from Rhode Island? We're gonna we're gonna light up Rhode Island. We're gonna get because I preach in Rhode Island many times. We're gonna give a card to come preach in Rhode Island. You feel me? So he can whip it up. You understand? And if Patrick wants to do it too, he can do it as well too. You see? Ah, look, my point. I see the vision. I will inbox ya. That's a fact. I know I'm not bugging. I know what I'm talking about. You feel me? So let's do it. Every state we're going to be hitting up lit, lit, lit. We're going to be taking it to the next level. So we'll get Ricardo preaching Rhode Island. And if Patrick wants to preach in Rhode Island, he can. I'll preach third because I preach in Rhode Island many times. You feel me? They choose to. And we're going to make You preach too, right? Yeah, we get the pastor come preach, you know? Get the, get the together. You feel me? You understand know what I'm saying? My African brother, let's get it because it's about to be a movie. So with that being said, I want to just say this. How you guys feel about um, the rapper who just got shot and everything like that? I think whenever a young person dies is unfortunate. Um, I'm not too familiar with the situation, so explain the situation to people so they can. So basically, what happened was, I believe though, what happened was, um, the guy kind of like, you know, the, the guy, the, the guy jumped him. I think he, he he disrespected him, and he got him jumped in the hospital. And I think due to the mere factor, maybe somebody that's affiliated with him, he basically. Um, got shot and he died and also too you got Takashi 69 who's actually saying that you know we gotta chill out I'm glad you understand that King you know I I, I love what Takashi do in regards to giving back to the community but the trolling needs to stop um the bullying needs to stop you know getting the strap needs to stop I know people in Brooklyn is about their time and trust me you know they're about their gunplay but the violence needs to stop we have to better ourselves you know like my man Ricardo will always say get good credit start your business hey what's up marcy i see you queen um, start up your business um 
let's build like a black Wall Street. We gotta do better. We gotta do better as a people. Stop killing each other. Like for real, dog. It's kind of whack. It's kind of peasant like. Straight up, we kings. So we gotta do better in regards to coming together. That's what we're doing here. Go ahead, I'm a card. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying you're right. Um, in regards to the young rapper that died, I mean, every, every, there's consequences to every action. Every Facts. action has a reaction. Facts. Um, every man's entitled to live life the way that they choose to because it's their life, but at the same time, you're not invisible, invincible. That's so a you fact. Gotta, you gotta be held accountable for your actions, and I guess that came back to him, unfortunately. That's a fact. Um, other people, I would say, just take that as an example of things to do or not to do. And ironically, the one guy that often cloud chasing and starting issues, Takashi, he's the one that's speaking out against that. So you can see that that affected him too, but in a positive way. So it is what it is. It looks like. Oh, she said she 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 said she. Oh, you see that's you see that's the law. But, but, but uh, he said I never heard of Yah here in Rhode Island. I didn't get the memo, but I inbox Ricard whoever. Yeah, me or Ricard. Do that ASAP. Send it. These people are petty, killing each other. Shake my hand. That's a fact. Like I said, I've been to a couple of churches out there. Um, so like I said, we definitely need these guys to come out, give a word, and we can come together and we can raise money. We can raise something to give back. To, to the community because that's what we've been doing. So we want to do that to help for the intent to help the community. That's the purpose and the goal. Anything you guys want to say, Patrick or, or Pastor? Yeah, at times it's very sad when a, a young guy pass away. Yeah. But I'm thinking um, it shouldn't be only um, uh, physical help. We should use a spiritual help. You know? So people should support as in, in praise, you know. Yeah. So because by by doing so, you could help the you know the police to change their mind or have patience on certain things before they can take action. Mm. You know, we need a spiritual help, a spiritual push. That's a great. Mm. So you saying to pray with the police? No, no. We we shouldn't like certain things. Like you know, at times what I've seen is there's a confusion between police and people. But in order for peace to prevail, we just need they just need our support. Police and then the people need our spiritual support mm. by praying, you know, for them. So that um, if, like in a situation or incidents like that, the police will not go to you know that level in a way that they will eat to involve shooting and stuff like that. No, definitely. When we back them up. If you pray for them, mm -hmm. I think that could help reduce some of them. No, definitely. Pat? Um, well, as I reflect on this whole aspect of this rapper, um, Extensions? Yeah, Extensions. Yeah. Um, him being killed, um, I didn't really know much or anything about this rapper until I actually saw that he got he got shot and he got killed. That rap is made by a promotion. And yeah, unfortunately, and um, for me, it, it just reminds me of the fact that we live in a cold world, and we live in a world where there are a lot of people who are going through things, and they keep those things in. Sam, as you have mentioned how this rapper had beef or certain issues with someone else, yep. and I guess this person retaliated by getting whoever to, to, to shoot him or yeah. maybe shot him himself. 
And so it just makes me realize even more how wicked this world is. Facts. And yet at the same time, for you to have the audacity to grab a gun and, 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 and shoot somebody and kill them, what type of spirit do you have in you? And, you know, that's why when the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we're living in a, uh, we're, 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 we, we are living in some serious times, and we're living in a time where there's a spiritual warfare going on, and there's so many different spirits in the air. Right. We have the spirit of violence, the spirit of crime, the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of envy, the spirit of wanting masturbation. Um, there's so many different spirits out there. And one of the, the, the main spirits that's affecting our youth is the, the, the spirit of hating other people and, and being jealous of other people. And, and you know, that's why it's important for, for young people like us to come together and share the real word and share funerals don't count. Yes. I love now because yes. people need to know that it's, although we live in a, world, in a world that's cold, we don't have to be cold. We don't have to be like the world, although we we're in this world, be. we don't have to be like it. Facts. And you know, it, it it bothers me that this rapper is only 20 years old. Wow. He has so much, he had so much ahead of him. And to think that he got shot in his car. And I think TMZ had also said that he had just left, um, he was in the process of buying a motorcycle or something to that nature. So more than likely he was probably by himself in a car, well, in, in, a, in a BMW i8, yeah. and he got shot and, and, and killed. And it's unfortunate, but that should just be an eye-opener to us all to just realize that, hey, life is short. No, listen. I'm sure he knew, he probably, he never knew that he would lose his life at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times as young people, and even as adults, you know, we can get so comfortable and, and feel like tomorrow's promise when in reality it's not. What I want to basically say, like I said, you know, going back to piggyback to what Ricard says, you know, like I said, you know, we, we all kings at the end of the day. We all may hold weight, but at the end of the day, no one is invincible. And that's the reality of life. You understand? So we make sure to, to always live positive. But before we close, I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on this Trump thing with um, separating families and kids. Oh, it's How do you guys feel about that? I have to ask. I want to get everybody thoughts. I think it says over, what, 10,000 children locked up in cages in Texas. Um, I think that whole administration, there's personal issues going on with them. I think Trump is letting the devil lead him, obviously, instead of God. I don't hear him say God at all. I feel like Trump has his own personal agendas, and he's satisfying the people that lobby to him and the people that support him. In regards to America, I think America has gotten weak. When I say America, I mean the people, because America is supposed to be a country of the people. Therefore, the people have the power, but if the people don't exercise the power, then the government starts to exercise the power on behalf of the people. I feel like the people could unite because we over num we outnumber the government, but the people nowadays, I feel like they're more, they're too busy doing their own thing, I feel like. They have no time to protest, no time to vote, no time to rebel, or basically what Nick Cannon said, too broke to vote and too, and too busy to care. And I think that's where we at right now. I feel like their response basically was, 
if you're not trying to get locked up, don't come into the U.S. illegally. But majority of the people in the U.S. right now came illegally. I didn't see the people that came on the um, the Penta de Santa Maria. <laughs> They didn't come with passports or green cards. They That's just, a fact. They, they just pulled up, was like, oh shoot, there's stuff here, there's women here, there's booty and booty. And they just came back with more ships and robbed and did what they had to and do. And still they killed. Yeah. Right? Right. land is not killed. your land, dog. Exactly. And they killed, Facts. they killed millions of Native Americans and they killed millions of black people during the transatlantic slave trade. So we could get into all that. Shout to Nas, because he went in on that album. That's a fact. Um, so... I feel like us as people, we're not doing enough. Like we're here talking, blah, 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 blah. But even us, like I got a job I got to go to tomorrow. I don't got time to go out to Texas and protest and do things of that nature. I got a family to feed. So I feel like we're putting our personal, I guess our personal needs before the needs of all people. If they could lock up Mexicans in these cages in Texas, what's stopping them from locking up someone else? That's a fact. And people need to be vigilant because... People need to be vigilant, man. Like I said, I said this the other day when I was speaking. I said that if, if we don't speak up against those who are being oppressed, when our time comes, who's going to speak for us? And I leave it as that. Basically, that's biblical. In, in, in the book of Esther, Mordecai says that to Esther as he's standing outside the gates of the palace. He said, Esther, stand up for your people. If you don't, um, we're gonna be okay. I think there's gonna God's gonna send somebody else to liberate us and we're gonna be safe But when it's time to save you our people might not remember you So be careful what you do next. It's the same exact thing and we know that during the book of Esther um, Haman had uh, Had requested a declaration from the king to commit genocide against the Jewish people and basically that's a representation of what keeps happening in history where people draft these laws or proclamations or do certain things and have a reason to attack other people to enslave them or to kill them. It's the same thing that's happening over and over and over. The same thing that happened to the Jews, same thing that happened in Africa, many places, South Africa, um, well, so in Rwanda with the genocide in Rwanda, um, and Senegal, a couple places. It was a whole bunch of genocide. Even what's going on in Nigeria right now and Cote d'Ivoire where the people was trying to escape in Libya. Where where people's getting enslaved right now in Libya and they're escaping to Europe and they're and some of them are getting caught halfway through and they're getting thrown into slavery or when they go into Europe the women are forced into sex slavery sex slaves human trafficking so it's going on everywhere and this is based on either your religion your race or your color your ethnicity people always been attacked based on their color anything that divides you could cause you to be attacked basically and that's and that's what they're doing right now in America. So right now, America's focus is Mexicans. Right now, in Libya, their focus is is the Muslims and the Africans, right? So everywhere you go, is someone else being attacked based on what their religion is. Even in um, South Korea, no, in North Korea, Christians are being attacked in North Korea. That's why I said it, it looks disgusting for the American flag to be next to the, the North Korean flag. Same thing, but people don't talk about this. So if it's happening all around the world, of course, when it happens in your own backyard, you're going to be shocked. But these things never stop happening. Your thoughts? I just think there's a whole lot of distractions here because when you look at the whole entertainment industry, a lot of times these certain laws that are, that are passed happen when there's major NFL games or when there's major basketball finals and just to, to get the people entertained so that they're not focus on the politics of what's going on. But that's 
that's something that's been going on all throughout history. Just look back at the Romans. They used to have the Colosseum where they used to throw out the lion and gladiator and they made just make slaves to kill each other so people could forget about the debt. There's the sickness and the government getting rich. There's something that's always been going on. I mean, the rich people is up there in their fancy boots. Same thing right now. The, the rich people are the ones that build the Colosseums. The poor people come and they pay. And if you're too poor, you stay home and you watch. Same thing. It's all a distraction. Anything you want to say, Pastor? Uh, it's very sad because for parents to separate from from their children is sad. So I guess the way things are going in this country, we really need to pray. You know, pray for you know such parents. You know, to be together with their children because separation is no good. Because when they separate, it's gonna bring you know so many problems in the near future. Mm. So I guess we we all need to pray for them, for the for Trump to change his mind or for the government officials, you know, to find out if they can find a new you know measures to help them. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts? You start putting thoughts, Um, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do, and um. God is good. Let's 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 let's. We have a lot of work to do. Let's get it, family. Um, just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. Definitely appreciate it. Um, just want to let everyone know that uh, June thirtieth, so on a Saturday, from four to six p.m., the real word and funerals don't count. Spread love now. We're coming together, and we're going to be going to a woman's shelter, and we're going to be giving back and helping those who are in need. So we're asking for your support. Um, we're going to be giving clothing and we're going to be giving goodie bags uh, filled with little little things to help them. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we're able to, to be at home and have our bed and have our refrigerator with food, but there are people who are out there and there are people who are in need and people who could use whatever clothing that you don't need or don't wear anymore. Um, please feel free. To come out and just support us if you are interested you can reach out to Sander you can reach out to the card you can reach out to myself and it's going to be on Saturday June 30th um, talk to them, Mike. Um, oh really but um, I'm very thankful that um, I was able to be accepted into this program but um, like um, we all got to support you know, we got to support everything you have, everything you can keep in. You know, it can make a big difference in other people's life. You know, by so doing, it can promote the kingdom of God. Amen, 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 amen. Um, what I'll say is, if you're really trying to change the legislation, vote legally. I mean, sorry, I said legally. Vote locally. Vote locally for your councilman, um, your borough representative, your councilmen, your senators, all the way up, but start from the bottom and then go up. Um, voting does play a major role and it's mostly older people that's voting and most of these people are dying off. That's why it's a bunch of non-voters nowadays, like the younger people. I'm pretty sure if they could vote through their app, they probably would. Um, but you guys need to get more involved into politics. It's not up until like one big thing happened and then y'all want to throw up a hashtag and y'all think that's going to make a difference because it doesn't. Um, there's a lot of unfair and unjust things going on in this world. I think when we put God 
on the back burner and put ourselves first. That's where we got lost as men. Because we got to remember that God came first and then he created man, not the other way around. I think that's why we're ass backwards because we're thinking out about behind. And that's why we're so behind, literally. Um, I think everybody should go in prayer. Like I think a lot of people say they don't know how to pray or they don't know what to pray about. I think that just open your mouth and speak to God. It's easy for you to speak gossip. It's easy for you to speak bad about other people, but it's hard for you to speak to God, and that's a shame. So I need you guys to change that, please. Um, to close off, Pastor, you want to pray for us to close? Short and sweet? You got it, Pastor. Go ahead, speak into the mic. Um, um, we thank everybody yes, Lord. being over here. With, with us today and um, we also thank God Almighty for being with us for leading us up to, up to this juncture um, we hope that everything we discuss today will be helpful to all of us and um, God is also gonna be with us and keep us to the next program Amen. Amen. So from Brooklyn all the way to to Ghana, to, to Ghana all the way to Wakanda, Wakanda forever, <laughs> Wakanda forever, <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda.